This is your eight-legged freak, Dr. Tar. This is your two-legged freak, Professor Feather. This is your soldier ant, Midnight Dead Fly. Your two-and-a-half-legged freak, Dr. Head. And this is Blue Fez. (laughs) And you are listening to... And to our infect I'm gonna have to get out my bug spray. Zappa. Don't go into the light! Frank Zappa. I love Frank Zappa. Frank Bug Zappa. Oh well, fellow inmates. Tonight we are talking about those movies with the creatures that bug us, bother us, scritchy crawling on all kinds of legs with creepy feelers, and they bite and sting. And then these movies have bugs in them, too. We're talking about insect movies, movies with bugs, giant bugs, regular-sized bugs, arachna of different kinds, arachnid. arachnid. Oh, thank you. You did clear that up for me. Thank you. Yes. So we have multiple legged insect creatures. crustaceans. It, well, they are in the arachnia family, are they? Not some of them. They're kind they're of an offshoot. Huh? Yeah, they're yeah. cousins. They're they all got the same Darwinian same body plan. <laughs> so we we all love these movies so much. I think they're we've kind of grown up watching these most of our lives, and uh, this genre is is uh, was really kind of peaked from the. 1950s and through the 70s with uh, the occasional bug movie that's kind of updated like uh was it in the 1990s the uh the science fiction one where they went to the to the bug planet uh starship troopers oh, you know, oh, things yeah. like that yeah so they the the that type of invasion movie still uh still resonates with us but going back to classic bug movies i think one of the one of the ones I think we all probably enjoy most is a movie called Them. Oh, Some yeah. ants. James Arness and uh, Santa Claus from Miracle on the 34th Street. <laughs> you know? Uh, who is just as compelling in this one as he is playing Santa Claus. He is. He's, kind he's, of, a, good actor. he's a great character. Right, a great character actor. And he is like one of the best scientists in these movies, too. You know, the... the yeah, a Shoot real. Yeah, Did you say James Arness walk. was in this movie? James yeah. Arness is in them. Yes, he is. James Whitmore. What movie James is he Arnett. in? No, James, James Whitmore is in it too. Yes. It's all kinds of Jameses. Because I liked and his Jesse's character. Not in it, I like. No, but it has I think three or four real size ants, huge size, mega size ants, about the size of a VW. And, Again, and very hairy. A car. Shaggy. Right. They were shaggy ants. They were pretty shaggy. Shoot them in the antenna. Whoa. They can't do anything without the antenna. The antenna. It was another yeah. one of those Cold War movies, too. Cold War, right. Middle of the Cold War. We have the dangers of radiation, as most of these movies in the 50s were about. What happens when the uh, atomic bomb testing out in the West, the after effects of that, and so a decade later, 1954, I believe, is when Them came out. 
we have the after effects of, of what happens to this radiation on the ant population out in the desert. And comedy ensues. Um, <laughs> right. So I'll turn it over to the discussion to the rest of the uh, inmates. What what uh, what do you think? Uh, Dr. Evil? Tar, I know you're chomping at the mandibles to get talking about uh, them. So what do you think? Oh, no, I... It's kind of interesting that uh, they also mentioned at the time the other paranoia was the flying saucer idea. You know, when the guy passes or sees him in the airplane and he thinks they're flying saucer saucers at first, but then when he describes them, they look like giant ants. You know, it's just like, yeah. So that was kind of interesting, keeping all the paranoia together. But yeah, it's a fun movie. And I liked it. <laughs> it was just, yeah. It was, but it is probably the best of the big bug movies as, as far as you're going to. What I technology think. saves the day? Flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs> Napalm. So see that? Yeah, that was a metaphor back to World War Two. So burn them out. Yeah. That and, and then another movie where you see the Los Angeles River freeway cutting through. You know all the the uh, the miles and miles of subterranean river. That's concrete river built underneath the city. Which is brilliant, you know, using those props and stuff inside that kind of a setting, though. You know, you don't have to show a bunch of ants together, Mm -hmm. you know, one or two, but, you know. Yeah, that's all they built was a handful of these mechanical ants, you Mm -hmm. know, that that moved. And that's what you, very much like what you hear with um, movies like Jaws, you hear the screech of the ants, that kind of whiny. It sounds like a, like a, a, a water pump that's going in a 1970, 82 Escort. That's what we had. We had one we called the locust, almost affectionately, and our water pump was going, and so the fan was the belt was squeaking, wee 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 wee, and you hear that screeching sound of the ants in the distance, and that's uh, that kind of lets you know the ants are nearby, but uh, but that was one of the few movies at the time that wasn't they weren't taking real critters like the giant Gila monster and just making them look big. You know, they actually had the mechan you know mechanical ants and they. Um, which I I thought works really well for this movie. And played dead serious, so I mean it's just yeah, yeah. it's just very uh and and by far the best scenes are without the ants, like at the very beginning when they find the uh, uh little, the little girl. store or whatever. Yeah. Oh, we right. have that. The break in and the, the store when at night and uh just finding the body and all that stuff. Yeah. I think right. those, by nice far, those are some of the best scenes in that movie. Yeah, and then they finally get a, some of the, the the ant prints, you know, in the sand, which haven't been blown over yet, you know, and, and they're measuring it. So there's a lot of actual science they're trying to extrapolate, and they, they take it seriously uh, to to talk about the ant. And then we get the nice educational film, which tells us the power of the <laughs> ant and how they're organized and how they could take us over. If there's all these which is really, ants. which is really, you know, very good, very appropriate, kind of funny, but but it, uh, but it works. But that's also becomes perfectly. like a. Yeah, how many other movies did that though too? Show you the little nature film, you know. Then all of a sudden, oh, now imagine this like fifty feet. Yeah, just yeah, kind of things. Well, when they they have that the the size of the ants, and when they discover them, you know, they're they're not incredibly mobile once you see them. But that's not that's Mm -hmm. not relevant. You know, you don't see them. But maybe that's part of the mutation. So yeah, it could be. 
I, 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 anytime this movie is on, Turner Classic will show it several times a year. I love, I'll always DVR it. I'll just watch it, you know, five or six times, just having it on in the background, just because it's one of those movies that is just so. Oh, yeah, fun. it is good. Yeah. 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 Professor Feather, what, uh, what are your thoughts on them? Uh, pretty much what everybody has already said. And, you know, I, I, I saw it in a the theater. No, I, I don't think I did. That was, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> Although that would have been fun. What year did it come out? 54, I believe. 54. Well, yeah. No, I was, I was actually too young to see it in the theater, but I watched it on TV, you know, when it first, when it came out, you know, at the four o'clock movie, I remember seeing it. And I think I saw it on creature features, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, different in different places at different times. Same way that I would you know, always watch it. It's a good, just a fun, kind of a fun movie. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and no, there again, it harkens to... back to my youth, you know, watching TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Was uh, the original in the, the, the actual film, did it have that, uh, those red letters, the, you know, when it comes out them? Have you seen that, ver- that copy? You know, it comes out no. red. It's black and white, but the, but the title comes out in, in color. Right. Is that something added on, or is that actually part of the real movie? I think, was, I think that's how it was always done. Probably the real movie, yeah. I've never seen it without Oh, that, that's cool if they did that. I mean, that's interesting that they chose to The do only that. color you see, you know, in the film. Yeah. But it yeah. does look almost like when that color pops out, it almost looks like it was going to be a 3D movie, but I don't, I don't think yes. it was. But it has that cool no, effect. Yeah, it yeah. has that quality to it, yeah. Uh, uh, Blue Fez, uh, what are your thoughts on them? On them? Oh, it's of uh, the giant bug movies of the 1950s. It's my, it's, it's the king. It's my favorite. I, I, I'm like you. If this, if I catch this on television, okay, well, I'm watching it because it, it's, you know, again, they, they play it straight, and you know, it's still stand. I, you know, I, yeah, everybody says, oh, this can't possibly exist. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Shut. Up. It's it's still an enjoyable movie. It's still fun yes. to watch. And and of the, I have three, uh, bug movies of the fifties. This is one of them. My my other two, I don't know if we're going to talk about later or not. But th- this is definitely still, in my opinion, just the king of the the bug movies. My favorite. Love yep, it. yep. And I I love that sound. Uh, <laughs> every time you hear it, and then you, you get the giant head coming in. That you know, it's uh, it's still antenna. Yeah, still fun. Yeah, it's still fun to watch. Yeah, I hear a I hear a giant ant outside of someone outside of the asylum right now. It's one of those songbird ants. That's uh, terrifying. Um, you leave a oh, lab sorry. door open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you, said you, <laughs> you said you had three bug movies. What What are your other two? The favorites okay. of the trilogy. Let's. So number two. Is the fly that tech that does that count? It's a it's sure. a bug. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. So the fly, the original, and of course Shit, the, yes. David Cronenberg's <laughs> remake. But the the first the first one, I because I remember the the fly as a kid. You know, we all talk about. I think the the movie that you know really scared the crap out of you. I think everybody agrees. That's oh, The Exorcist, whatever. But the movie that genuinely creeped me out, where you've got this 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 sort of the, there's this pathos, and you you're like. You're like, oh god, and it's it's the end of the fly where you know he's mm-hmm. trapped in the web, the bug's coming for him. And I remember as a kid, I'm just like, oh, oh god, yeah, I'm same. like, I almost couldn't watch it. it. It's just, yeah, that oh god, that movie. And this is going to be kind of an, an interesting ad because it's kind of a reverse on the giant bug. 
Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That, the yeah. scene where he's going up against the... Yeah, yeah, in the basement. Yeah. 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 Right. And, right. Like, those three movies, I mean, you, you know, you talk about when you bring insects into it. Those, those are, like, my top three standouts uh, that always just kind of, you know, you, you get a little a little thrill out of watching them. Some good, some bad. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, a midnight, speaking of bugs, a midnight gadfly... Uh, what do you think of them? Well, I probably have not seen the movie, uh, but I did a little research. What? <laughs> Son of a bitch. What? I tell you, gentlemen, science has agreed that unless something is done and done quickly, man, as the dominant species of life on Earth, will be extinct within a year. And that's the and the weird thing, thing is, yeah, a lot of animals can do that to us. <laughs> anyway, very nice, very nice. Uh, th- I think they're, they're continuing the theme of the them of the ants. Uh, another one of my favorite giant ant movies is Empire of the Ants. <laughs> with uh, yeah, the eighteen seventies. Yeah, um, based on was H. G. Wells kind of uh, story with the people who are looking into the the property to uh, to buy for their you know for timeshares and real condominiums estate, real estate Con- developers yeah. and uh it's a toxic yeah, waste it's in a swamp <laughs> yeah toxic waste spill turns these ants into giant sized ants and but this is a movie they I, I, I don't i don't know they might have built like one mechanical ant but they usually just relied on close-up shots of real ants that they yeah, who made the screen. Erwin Allen, I think, right? No, no. No, no, no. It, was, it was Mr. Big and his Bird Eye Gord movie. It <laughs> looks oh, like a Bird Eye Gord movie. Oh, well, that's <laughs> there. Erwin Allen is another a one that we'll talk about here in a minute. But, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's got Joan Collins and um, a great cast of 70 stars. But and, uh, I, I like Empire of the Ants. I think it's really kind of oh, fun. I do. I really like it. I mean, it's 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 what I want from a '70s bug movie. You know, it's got a lot of <laughs> scenes of ants and and characters I don't really care about that much. Um, but you know, watching Joan Collins fight an, a giant ant, uh, you know, I'm in. You know, but I'm a do you remember uh, Food of the Gods? Food of the Gods. Do you remember that? Yeah. That that- that was another Bird Eye Gordon movie. That was, that, I think, that had like a big, what was it, the the larvae that were in the or maggots that were in the fruit that got right. on there. Yeah, huge, and then the That's... giant rats, you know, and the and uh, and I had that chicken. book as a kid. Yeah, I had that book as a kid, and uh, you know, yeah, the movie is definitely oh, well. Crazy, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I take I'll take Empire of the Ants. Although Food of the Gods is is in there as well. You know. Oh, um, really? Um, I I thought I, they were both. I I, went, I remember going to these, seeing these things. I kind of knew what I was getting into, but uh, yeah. oh yeah, they're, they're, they're groaning they're, through the movie. They're fun. Anyone else? Uh, has, oh yeah, they are. Empire of the Ants. Oh, Blue Fess. Yes. I I, I I saw it. It's all right. It's not Kingdom of the Spiders <laughs> with Bill <laughs> Chatner. But I I want to throw in. Giant Spider Invasion, 1975, the best cinematic double entendre ever. We're going to dress a VW buck up as a spider. Come on. That's just (laughs) genius. 
I I have to see that. I think I've seen that one time. It's okay. It's three not words. starting. <laughs> three words: Alan Hale Jr. Come on. Uh, there we go. That that's well, your star. That you know it's going to be just quality from there on out. Thank you, little buddy. <laughs> we have to we have to watch that. A little eight legged buddy. Vetter, do you have anything to say about Empire of the Ants or another ant movie of your choice? Empire of the Ants is one of my all time favorite movies. I think I put that right up <clears> next <throat> to Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> I watch them back to back usually, um, just to you know, just to get that that nice cinematic contrast. Yeah, um, but that—that's all I have to say about Empire. It creates a, a a. But I will. I do want to say I do like Kingdom of the Spiders. Yes, Kingdom of the Spiders. William Shatner. Um, again, this is another uh, one of the movies that they didn't have to blow the the uh, ants or the the arachna, the spiders, the tarantulas out I of the portion. Thought you were going to see the director. <laughs> oh yeah. And and Bob Cardos, by the way, <laughs> yeah, with, with a terror, just like there's another ant movie. I forget it's a maybe it's I forget what it is, but I think it's got Suzanne Summers stars in it. Just as these ants attack this house, and they like, how can we get out of this house? Like, you run on top of the damn ants. You might get a bite, <laughs> but you got shoes on. They're not going to like jump on you. Uh, but yeah, Kingdom of the Spiders starts off really, ants. again out in the west, and and just droves and tens of thousands of tarantulas just kind of swarm this community start killing you know cattle and things like that and then once you get into the because they work together yeah. yeah that's the terrifying thing they like get yeah, people, that's, that's because they're kind of claustrophobic yeah what about you uh gadfly have you you've seen kingdom of the spiders <laughs> Uh, Kingdom no. of the Spiders, no. Empire of the Ants, uh, no. But for Empire of the Ants, I do have some thoughts. Of all history's prophets, none has a greater degree of credibility than H.G. Wells. With his predictions of moon landings, ray guns, sonic signaling devices, is Wells right again? I'm travel. In his prediction of danger to come in Empire of the Ants. In this fantastic tale, Wells tells the chilling story of a colony of ants who feed on atomic waste, causing them to grow into large, voracious monsters. Let's get out of here! Come on! And these giant ants are actually able to control humans. Ha <laughs> ha! Control humans? I gotta see this movie now. Like in Phase 4. Phase 4 is ah. another movie with they talk about ants controlling people. Thank you. And, for right uh, now, I was going to bring that up. Facebook. Well, they weren't controlling. They were just, uh, they became, what, super intelligent. Well, they were because the people were working and, for the yeah, ants. Yeah, they ended up. They were like enslaved yeah, by yeah. the ants. So they really were. They, were. they weren't working for the man. They were working for the ant. So, How about uh, Hailstrom Chronicles? Feather, you remember that, don't you? Have you seen that? Oh, absolutely, because I talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. I was in a band called Moonfrog, yeah. remember? And then we renamed the band Hellstrom after the movie. Yeah. It's a pretty cool movie. And it was uh, it was like a, yeah, it was like a what? A pseudo-documentary if, uh, yeah, yeah. if insects took over or, you know, became, yeah, just how resilient and then yeah. possibly taking over the dominant species. Yeah, why not? 
Blue Fez, I know you were wanting to say something about Phase Four, I believe. Yeah, no, I I was gonna bring that up too. That's a that's a quirky little seventies movie. I remember. Yeah. I think I saw that on. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah, Creature Feature, uh, Channel Fifty in Detroit, and I remember just kind of yeah. watch it like, uh, and I'm like, it's it's yeah. it's kind of it's just offbeat enough that you keeps you keeps you in there. But uh, little uh, fun designer fact: Saul Saul Bass directed that. Movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the little ant structures that they make uh, that's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. The design for all that, even the inside. You know, when they they suddenly shift from you know the nest to uh, their little structured cities inside. You know, the tubes and all that stuff. I thought that yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I, phase four is a is a very interesting. It's a little slow. Um, I mean, it doesn't yeah. have the same kind of feel of Kingdom of the Spiders or, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. I, you know, I, again, that, I love that, Kingdom that of the Spiders. Build, you know, it's just, they use real spiders. And, you know, I mean, the, the sad part is, I mean, you get to see some of them actually get killed. They get run over yeah, by the cars yeah. or they get boiled or something, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's it just, there was a spate of these kind of real disaster movies in a way that these real size insects were going to turn the tables on their humans, you know? And I think part of that, I mean, because there's other movies that are about the giant bugs, like Earth versus the Spider, where we have a gigantic tarantula. Bird Eye Gordon. Bird Eye Gordon <laughs> production, right. Um, which I I also love. It's, a, it's definitely a product of the 1950s. And the spider, the, depending on how, where the camera is and where the spider is, the spider could be like 10 feet long or 50 feet long you know it, it changes size frequently depending on how they can cram the picture of their of the spider into the frame. <laughs> is that is that the what it looks sometimes it looks just like literally just a black matte cut you know where they were going to put the spider in but they never did oh no, no i might think of something yeah, the spiders else in all those shots when it you know it shows up it's a tarantula and the tarantula and you <laughs> can see by the the by the ball of its abdomen that it's been throwing hairs it's been stressed out you know <laughs> it's so really, stressed. it is the spiders will do that when they get overstressed they'll you know they start shooting their hair out and stuff like that but uh could you make a giant spider doing that oh man yeah, Don't exactly. back at me. but um <laughs> I, I think i think these these 70s in bug movies were really inspired a lot by the threat of the killer bees that was you know that came over and that's a whole other genre of, of these great bug movies that that i i particularly was you know because i was about you know 10 years old eight years old and i remember watching some of these movies on tv i think one was i think the the deadly bees or the savage bees or something and it was about the story yeah, those were the, british you know, ones weren't they yeah these the deadly bees i think was british savage bees i think was made it was because these bees somehow the come American, from, yeah. from africa and they get into like new orleans or something and they're attacking people because that was the first time i'd heard in the mid 70s uh, about these killer bees and like they were going to be in, in america they're going to fly up they're going to you know kill us all and they lure them into the uh, Superdome in Houston, you know, or the, I think it's where they drag them. And that way they can cool the temperature down. They're on top of, a, yeah. I think, a VW bug. Yes, yes. Yeah. Shoot and school. They them into the town and all these bees are attracted to this town, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then they cool the temperature down until the bees, like, get too, like, ah, it's Our too check. cold. We can't do anything. We'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll just fall off. Or the blob. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, there, there's a whole spate of these these killer bee movies in the seventies, which I think are just fantastic, fantastic viewing. Um, except for 
Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Irwin Allen's The Swarm. <laughs> that's Irwin. Uh, yeah, The Swarm is uh, Michael Caine, and he has two modes. He's talking, and he's screaming! Most of the which, he's screaming a lot. But he also has one of the great lines that he, and uh, all of moviedom. But the bees have always been our friends. <laughs> I think that's worth that's worth carrying with you, right in your pocket. That the bee. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I can see by your groans that you have all seen the swarm, Professor Feather. Have you seen the swarm? At one point. Have you seen the director's cut with like forty minutes more of <laughs> swarm? That's the only cut I would watch. Volume two. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Blue Feds? Have you seen the director's cut? Uh, I I have not. Uh, I'm I'm curious. I, I think I would probably would would want to watch that just for you know shits and giggles. Yeah. Oh wait a minute. Are you talking about the swarm? I'm sorry. I thought you said the smarm. I'm sorry. Totally different movie. Totally different movie. Never mind. Watching the swarm. Swarm. The smarm. 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 Yes. I did. Yeah, yeah, that was Irwin Allen's disaster movie, a disaster of a disaster movie. Uh, yeah, just well, I think any of these movies were, but oh well. Well, you're talking about uh, uh, them, uh, Fez, and you know when you're a kid and, and and watching it and stuff. Another one, and which reminds me, talking about crustaceans, was Attack of the Crab Monsters, which came out <laughs> in 1957, and and yeah. that was that was one I would watch. I remember watching that, you know, on on TV on a Friday night at, you know, 1130 or something. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was probably the next year, 59 or 60 when I saw it. Uh, but that just, they, they kind of go together because I saw them at about the same time, you know? And so they always go together, you know, a movie you're talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, bugs or insects, uh, arachnids taking over, but being more natural. Um, 1990 arachnophobia. Oh yes! Oh yes! Which is a, what a, a great fun yeah. movie. Yes, and they. It's a fun know, movie. And yeah, there again, it's movie. you know that's a, one of its features. It's 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 a comedy. You know, it's not meant mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, comedy in it. And like the, I mean, like John it Goodman. Idea. John Goodman is just like absolutely amazing in it. He's at top form. You know. Uh, well, he's doing Bill Murray. He's doing he's doing Bill Murray Caddyshack. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. That's what he's he's playing yeah. that role. Yeah. You know, but it's but it's great. Yeah, and there is a. I think they. That's where they might have coined the term the term horomity. I remember. Right. Yeah, they something said something. Like, I think in the in the yeah, trailer on the, horomity on or the poster like that. or something like that. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a great great fun movie. And again, you got the regular sized spiders, yeah. um, and all the all the all the favorite dumb people's actor Jeff Daniel, Jeff Daniel, yes. who's afraid of spiders <laughs> naturally. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Which is uh, funny, it's a, it's what, but that that's a, one of those movies where you know what the spiders come from Argentina, I think, in a shoebox or you know something. Well, like yeah. that. Yeah, and, uh, Julian Sands, Julian I think, Sands. Yes, right. Julian yes, Sands. Julian is, Sands. Yeah, brings them yeah. back. He's not a warlock in this one though. That would have been more fun. Yeah, yeah. But, and who's um, the who's the girl? Well, they who's nailed the, my feet the, to the floor. Uh. Who's Daniel's <laughs> wife? I can't remember. Who plays his wife? Because she she did do it. She did it. forget. It's it's a really good movie. Very well done, I think. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know. Another uh, horror comedy with spiders is Eight Legged Freaks. Yes. yes, yes, yeah. Which which is a which very is young, 
It's a fun Charlotte, movie. Too. Charlotte Johansson um, and the guy from Scream. Uh, I don't know the the the, the deputy. Yes, thank you. Um, and um, Carrie Wurr, I think, if I remember. Yeah. And that one, and that's a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of that's CG good, fighters. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, again, very movie. entertaining. <laughs> Not to be mentioned, to mention or not the spiders making those sounds. That... Yeah, they're like talking, about talking. All the little cartoon sounds when they jump and. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. It's it's, it's that silliness uh, that allows you to kind of have a lot of fun with it, in a way that like Tremors does, you know. Um, yeah, but I uh, the, the last B movie that I'd like to discuss um, is is quintessential seventies uh, softcore porn. In a lot of ways, oh. <laughs> invasion of the B girls, oh, Euro yeah. trash at its finest. Exactly. Yes. Or the, yes. I, uh, as a young Doctor Head, I came across this movie one night and like, oh, well, look at this. And, it was uh, Will Smith. I know you were astounded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe <laughs> I believe that Midnight Gadfly might have a word to say about invasion of the B girls. What strange force was taking hold of the women of Peckham, California? What strange ritual unlocked the hidden appetites of these women? What transformed ordinary housewives into ravishingly beautiful women? What bizarre secrets threatened every man in town? The invasion of the bee girls. Dropping like flies, eh? Like flies. The United Oh yeah, well that if you get a chance to go check that uh movie out or the trailer because you get some really great music and these b b girls are being turned into uh well it's almost more praying mantis like in their behavior where they seduce men they have sex with them and they kill them with cardiac arrests um and then they find other women they want to transform into b b girls and it's a very sensual ritual with some kind of like whipped cream and a weird flashing strobe light and uh, very kind of a uh, very lesbian bee girl interaction. So that's Aye. yes, yes. Just say it just caused a lot of buzzing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a horrible movie. Um, it's well worth the watch because it is so bad. And it, I remember a local theater years ago uh, with playing it as one of the five worst movies. They could bring up, and it was basically $25 to get in, and it was Invasion of the B-Girls, they saved Hitler's brain, Plan 9 from Outer Space, and maybe like, I want to say, you know, one of the one of the movies about Bigfoot, what was the one in Boggy Creek, yeah. and something else, and what you would do, if the more movies you could sit through, they would give you more money back. So <laughs> if you sat through two movies, they give you $10 back. <laughs> so, you know, so if you were, had dead had a little initiative to sit through five movies. You, you get it for free. You Wait, seriously? Seriously? I want my $25, <laughs> bitch. Oh, this was serious. Totally serious. Totally serious. They did this. 
that's that's yeah. what that's not even fair. I mean, I, they would I would make a lot of money off of this. I'd just be like, keep them coming. I'm watching more of these bad boys. Let's go. That's right. You paid your money, you know, and then you get it all back if you can sit through all five movies. So I, I, yeah, lightweights. Um, oh man, I know, I know. Plan nine. That's a joy to sit yeah, through. Absolutely. You know? There's plenty of time for napping during Invasion of the and, Bee Girls, you know? And b- by the way, I have a, I have a copy of uh, Invasion of the Bee Girls. Uh, MGM, a few years ago, I think in the early 2000s, put out a uh, line of uh, drive-in movies. Yeah. It, was like yeah. their, it was like their brand. Oh, some great stuff, like the Abominable Dr. Fives. They had everything on there. That was one of them. Was Invasion oh, that's of the good. Bee Girls. Yeah. I, right. well, I, I have a copy of this in case uh, we need to pop that one out and watch it. <laughs> I, th- I think that might have to come up in a in a bad movie night. I think sometime. so. Yes. Yes. I'll bring the whipped cream. Um, <laughs> oh, I get the yeah, lights. The whipped, yeah, the, yeah, the, the whipped butter or the whipped honey. Uh, yes. What, how about clipped. the doctor? Whipped. Whipped. Tar, what? what are your thoughts on Invasion of the Bee Girls? Will Smith! <laughs> what? Who, what? Huh? Who, what? Who are you asking? Oh. I, didn't get that. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. Tar or Us. Feather? Tar or Feather. Gotcha. Either one. Feather, what, what do you think of the Bee Girls? Bootylicious. Calling Feather. He's gathering his thoughts. <laughs> I think he's been turned into a bee girl. <laughs> oh, oh. Hmm. Drone. He's going to drone on. Well, if, he, if since he's not talking, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I watch it right after I watch Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. I, I watch them back-to-back for the uh, the contrast in cinematography. It's like there, was a, there was a contrast. Right. And Kurosawa uses... What the contrast is, Kurosawa uses more whipped bee girl foam, it's, I think. Yeah, vastly, and but it's used tastefully. And, the way he does it, it's very yeah. tasteful. Invasion and, of and the bees were reversed. Like, the bee girls is purient in its purest form, and and I do appreciate that. And as far as the lesbian theme um, and aspect, I think that's brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Yes. The queen and her hive, you know, right. That's, that's great. It's definitely worth the view, the watch. And that uh, reminds me of another bee, ant bee, but I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if we should bring her up as an insect necessarily. In her yeah, lesbian maybe. movie, ant bees, lesbian movies. Well, what about, um, well, have you ever seen ant bees? Those, those were, yeah, I remember that series. That was a kind of a black. <laughs> have you ever seen ant bees uh, bedroom there? That'd be, all those, all those egg sacs laying all over the place. Yeah. Ooh, who hasn't seen her bedroom? Maybe that's the. Ooh, I've got millions of him. <laughs> now that would have been, a, I think, a, a more interesting show to watch had she been like, you know, you know, taking people and webbing them up and sticking them in egg sacs in her in her basement. She got this great big abdomen just shooting out eggs all the time. in the what back. Like? Yeah, that would be awesome. Andy, Andy could running. you pick that up? <laughs> Trying to figure out where everybody's disappearing to. <laughs> Arnie's looking a little peaked. This is Don Nuts playing with the maggots. <laughs> I got my bullet. 
I don't know. I, I was thinking of taking, you know, Falmalu down to Mount Pilot, but there's a giant web across the road I couldn't get through. Aunt B, I told you to stop spinning that web over Main Street. <sighs> yeah, a, a, a non uh, B movie, a non Ant movie. There's actually a really well done movie. Also, also takes place in the 1950s, starring uh, Mira Corday. Called the Black Scorpion. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Uh, now it's it's not a great movie, but the stop motion animation is superb. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I believe the guy who did it—I don't remember his name—but he actually learned from the guy who Pete did Peterson. King Kong. Yeah, he learned from the guy who did King Kong, and so he took uh, took that. And the animation is actually really, really good because you have tanks in there. I believe yeah. some kind of military vehicles, several black scorpions fighting at once. Um, and that I think is the highlight it's the special effect or the stop motion animation is every bit as good as anything Harryhausen has done. And oh yeah, that stands out to me. He was, uh, O'Brien was, uh, the head of special effects, but it was Pete Peterson that did all the, all the animation for him. Cause Obi was pretty old by that time. And anyway, yeah, the, the scene I remember is, uh, when they're in the cavern and the big, uh, Trapdoor spider comes out to go oh, yeah. grab the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of creeped me yeah. out. Quite effective. Quite effective. That's a good scene. Or or when the Yeah, or the when the scorpion picked the guy off of the, <laughs> yeah. the phone telephone pole. Well, that was always good. I like that, yeah. Like with a pair of chopsticks, he's just kinda uh, nibbling on. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, then they fight over him too. That 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 was always the two scorpions come and fight over him. That was always <laughs> so what is it about the idea of having giant bugs or an invasion of insects? What do you think makes that such a popular genre that we keep on seeing example after example of this being part of a science fiction genre? What do you think? Because it's, it's alien. It, it is so not like us. Other, what do you think? That's the fact that they're you know, they're highly organized and that, you know, it control goes to them and leaves us, you know, it's all, it's all about not being, being able to control nature. And especially like when you're talking about the fifties, you know, the whole, you know, glomming onto the radiation, because at that time they really didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. That's why all that kind of right. you know died out after they started figuring out, well, you know, it's been a while now. None of this shit's ever happened, so it's not really mm-hmm. gonna. That's you know, I think that's that's the whole the whole thing behind it is control. Yeah, well, then the genre you know changes. I think when you the horror science genetics from from the monster with it without to the monster within movies like Psycho and those kinds of things really change the genres. You know, but yeah, you're very right. We we learned about what happens with the radiation. I mean, we still see it from time to time up through the seventies, like the movie bug, you know, a volcano opens up and all these, like these uh, giant cockroaches come out and they start like lighting fires everywhere, you know, or Spider-Man uh, castle production. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Spider-Man in the sixties, you get the radioactive spider, right? It's, it's just, you know, I think Stan Lee said, you know, you could use radioactivity to explain anything. Right, yeah, and that's is, what they were doing, anyway. you know, during the fifties and into the sixties, and, and then when they figured out that it wasn't really that way, it you're right, it moved on, uh, and and Tar said it too. Uh, genetics, you know, becomes a a whole different thing. 
Mm -hmm. With the mutation and the body horror and of mutation, the, yeah. the fly, yeah. Yes. And alteration, yeah, no. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, but still, it's still a popular mimic, I guess, would genre. kind of fall in that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the, there's that bug imitating people, right? Like an alien mutated bug, kind of. Right. Any other bug movies that uh, are bugging you to talk about that you want to bring in? How, how about Tarantula? <laughs> Tarantula! Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, with, with Mr. Waverly with being other, all deformed. Corday. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and uh, John Agar. Agar. Yeah. And I think the first, one of the few uncredited appearances by Clint Eastwood, I believe. He's the, isn't he the, the lab assistant? Oh, the pilot. Lab. Or is he the pilot? No, he's the, the pilot. You, you can't even tell it's him, but it, he has a, a mask Which, on and all that, but it's him. What movie was he the lab assistant? Was, you're thinking of Revenge of the Creature. Yes. Oh, okay. The Creature, yeah. one of the Creature, Revenge of the Creature. Okay, okay. Because he had the mouse in his pocket. Oh. Right. Right. And it's carrying the bebonic plague. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Good thing I had it in my pocket. That was a fun one, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Have we... Uh, for Elgeron. Bugged out? Bugged out our possibility? Oh, no. We have not there's so many more. But... Right. I mean, we could get into other creatures. Monsters like... from Green Hell. The movie... <laughs> other creature movies like frogs or like you know squirm those kinds of things under the ground you know that's a squirm squirm's actually kind of a fun movie oh it it's fun it's a bad movie but it's fun yeah. oh no it is i, I agree so yeah there's something something about there's so many more turning nature on its head and and being subject to uh the terrors of the whims of the insect uh killers from space when he goes through the bug menagerie in the underground lair, when he's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> the aliens are showing off all their big bugs to him, and he's like stumbling through, and they're making all those goofy sounds, and <laughs> yeah, just whatever. But anyway, or, or and then alien they burn insects, one of them, <laughs> like the the quater mass in the pit. Those aliens were oh, like yeah. giant cockroaches yeah. or, or grasshoppers, tripods, yeah, you know, kind of thing. Um, right? Yeah, that's another. Bug movie, and there was a horrible one with Peter Cushing when it was Amicus. I think did one with about a killer moth, a giant killer moth. Oh. His daughter was like part whatever, <laughs> looked it, like a woman it, during it, the day. It was yeah, it, it was, was horrible. And... It was just, I remember like going, oh come on, mimic. That yeah, was it was unpleasant. <laughs> it's bad move. The Amicus years were not kind to to Hammer. No, no, they were not. Oh, ah well. I think what we're was all that called Blood Beast Terror or something. Yes, Blood Beast yeah, Terror. that sounds about right. It's so bad I almost we want to watch it. Again. Bugged. But I think we've uh, we've bugged ourselves out. Bug out. Yeah. I'm going to get the raid and the uh, bug zapper out. And I think we've talked uh, talked enough yeah, about bugs for tonight.
and you are listening to Unsane Radio at gmail.com, fellow inmates. Send us oh, all gee. copious email. Not COVID, copious. Um, and we're, we're on the Facebook too. Unsane Radio. And, and, and the Twitter. And the Twitters. Okay, then, Mark Justice Ryder on the oh. Facebooks. We've got Wee Freaks on Facebooks, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what about Heavy Metal Horror? <laughs> the new podcast featuring a plethora of heavy metal horror bands. Uh, how about Midnight Gadfly is appearing in downtown Toledo on the corner of St. Clair and Superior. And if you, get that, if you get that joke, then you're, you know Toledo. Thank you. They don't touch. Gadfly? <laughs> <laughs> We need to can the ending. <laughs>